Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast. It is combine time in the NFL. Starts March 1st. It'll go on for about five days, which is exciting. So me and Joe here are going to preview it for you. So stay tuned here in a second. Let's tailgate. All right, so it, Joe, it is this beautiful time of year where we get to go measure people's hand sizes and watch people run around some traffic cones and do all sorts of crazy drills that don't really ever, you know, you're not really sure how that ever makes sense to uh, transfer to the NFL. So do you, don't you love this time of year, Joe? Yeah, because it, it apparently makes so much sense to, to people, and I'm just watching guys, you know, run around out there not really make any sense of anything i mean hell i was just googling how to measure my own hand size so i will post my measurables to uh to our twitter account just to uh just let you guys know where i would rank with all the quarterbacks in this class yeah and we get to see quarterbacks throw beautiful looking passes and shorts which you know darn well is never going to actually translate one-to-one to the nfl but we get to freak out over 40 size or 40 times and we get the you know figure out hand sizes yeah i just we get to watch the arm tracer movement of where their acceleration is and uh and act like that's actually going to happen with the defense in front of them so exactly so anyway we still need to talk about it so we're going to preview a little bit this year um so to preview it we're gonna i got five questions on the board we're just going to take them one at a time talk through them um going into it so i'm not going to talk o-linemen i love the o-linemen i love defensive players we're just going to stick strictly to offensive players for these questions so number one question on the board joe kenny pickett's hand size is it going you think it's actually going to be under nine inches or do you think that he's going to somehow have stretched his hand into the nine inches that everybody I wanted I want to know what what coach he's working with that they have him in a hand machine just stretching it out but uh I mean last spring scouts measured his hand at eight and a quarter inches so that's the unofficial measurement I mean that's where it's at Uh, that would literally put him in the zero percentile for any quarterback ever measured with hand size um 
when we were at the senior bowl, he wore black gloves on his hands the entire process. I mean, that's what he had the whole time. Um, and, and I think that was deliberately done to hide his hand size. He knows people are talking about it, but he's still a super talented kid. So we can't overestimate how, what kind of effect that will have on his draft stock. Tomlin was clearly interested in him and he was over there talking to him quite a bit while we were down there. And if it causes him to slide during the draft, someone may be getting stellar value uh, just because of that. I mean, we see Kyler Murray had success, and that's all we heard the entire process was he's too small, he's too small. I, for one, still agree that Kyler Murray is a little bit too small, but we've seen these guys perform and have success in the NFL. So what do you think? I, I agree 100%. So we should mention that he is double-jointed in his right thumb, and that um, causes somehow the hand not to fully stretch out the appropriate amount of time. So we've already had GMs anonymous and I mean, the Steelers have even put their name on it to where they're not really concerned with the hand size. I don't even like the hand size is a big deal because if it is eight and a quarter, we've never seen that before in the NFL. So that is fascinating to see. Um, I think the bigger concern is last year, he would have been a fifth round pick. And this year he is a first round pick. I think that is the bigger talking point going into draft season. But as far as the combine goes, I mean, I, I if he measures in at eight and a quarter, Joe, or even if it's like eight and a half, I think that is going to be such a talking point going into the draft in April that like, I, I'm just, I'm really hoping for the best for the kid because if not, yeah. I, that's all we're going to hear is baby hands, small hands, like all these jokes about his hands. Yeah, I mean, we've we've heard of uh, the whole locker room thing and and feeling uneasy. He's going to have that whole feeling from the combine straight into the draft. There, you know, I actually I measure it six one, but I'm actually six four because my knees double jointed. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's, it's one of those one weird of those. conditions where yeah, it, it, it's it crazy. I get it. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I'm not I'm not sure that it's going to wholly affect his draft value because I think. Any team that's going to have him come and do a private workout or they're going to go to the Pittsburgh Pro Day to see him in person, like him throwing, like you can watch the tape, you can watch him throw. He's not like a big armed guy anyway. You can mention and say that like him in bad weather, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Joe, we were there the day it rained really hard. He did not look good. Um, None of the quarterbacks really did, but in particular, he did not look good. I'm not really sure what to make of that quite yet, but I guess you could like, maybe he shouldn't be like in Buffalo. Like I, I think if you yeah. put him in a, a good weathered climate, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, even in Miami, they, you know, they get rain down there all the time. It's never pretty. So, you know, get him on a dome team like the Texans or something. He might be, he might be something there, but I mean, I would be more concerned about this if he was more of a blue chip project or prospect, like, someone that was like a can't miss top five pick. Um, but like you said, compared to last year's draft, he's not there. So, you know, it, it's interesting. It's something to talk about in the time, but I do think he's talented. It, he'll make it, you know, probably as a backup. I don't, you know, someone's going to draft him as a starter. I don't see that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, he's more of a game manager, and I think that's how you have to draft him if you get him onto your team. So hopefully whatever team drafts him knows that going in, but we shall see. So on to number two. This is going to be a big week for Malik Willis. Do you think that Malik Willis is going to solidify himself as the quarterback one in this class based on this combine? 
Yeah, and before I get into this, um, I, I cannot overstate how underwhelmed I was with the quarterbacks um, in the Senior Bowl. I, you know, watching their tape all season and, and throughout their college career, they definitely had some stuff to go on. Um, but watching them in practice and live action, I was very underwhelmed. I don't see what everyone else saw. However, you know, really diving into it, this kid is an absolute athlete. Uh, he's got a cannon for an arm. We've seen this type of thing before. And even though it's rare for someone to make the type of transition to gain accuracy, the NFL is the place for someone to be able to do that. So in the modern NFL, athleticism is key. And if he is developed correctly, he could be a major weapon for a team that drafts him. So I think the NFL teams are going into this process looking at it that way. Hey, we can get the right pieces around him. We can, you know, he doesn't have to win the game for us himself, but when he makes the plays he's capable of making, that's how we're going to win games. And that's how I see him going. So yeah, I mean, out of any of these guys, he's got the most potential, I'd say. I agree, because he's got the built-in A-plus trait with his legs. Like, that, yeah. you cannot, you can't teach that. Like, you can try to make it a little bit better, but the way that he was running in the game and during the week, you can't teach that. Now, the arm right. part, he's got all of the power in the world. It's just, he's going to need to be a Josh Allen-type player. Like, he's going to have to develop that accuracy throughout his NFL career and I'm just hoping that when he's there this week uh next week um that he can you know show the teams that although it's not always the most accurate that he is at least good enough and can contribute right away straight away from um a throwing wet motion as well so <sighs> I'm kind of curious where he goes that that's the that's the biggest worry Landing right now huge yes because it's it's going to be a developmental process. And so whatever team gets him, you're going to need a good quarterback coach, good offensive coordinator that knows how to make a scheme. Like the Ravens, when they built that team around Lamar Jackson, that's going to kind of have to be what you do for Malik Willis, at least in the first year. Um, if he can develop further than that, then you're, you're golden. Like that's a golden goose right there. But if he can't, you're going to have to develop around his legs and offenses aren't always great when you do that he does have a bigger arm than Lamar Jackson so I think there's a little bit more you can do to whereas the Baltimore Ravens are a little bit more limited on what they can do through the air absolutely I mean the biggest thing is you compared him to Hurts when we were watching him you're like I just can't get out of the Jalen Hurts thing and it's true I mean I watching Jalen Hurts throwing definitely you know is not great but if you have you have him on the right team you can see the plays that he allows the rest of his team to make just with his legs so if he got him in that type of position, Philly didn't have that great of a defense this year, but if he landed on a team that did have a solid defense and he could be more of the, I don't know, the electric playmaker or electric game manager, if you will, like, you know, make your plays when you can, if not, just throw the ball away. I mean, I think that would be the way that a team could have a lot of success with him. Yeah. I mean, the, like literally the biggest problem I, I had watching him in the game and when they were going through the drills is if his first read wasn't there, panic time uh, oh, it was do i use my legs or do i throw some wild pass and for the, in his defense he he used his legs because that was the appropriate thing to do i mean i kept telling you while we were standing there like just show your legs just show your legs do not show him your accuracy just show like don't throw one of these wild passes just show your legs that's going to get you paid so yeah uh, he did that it was very well done in my opinion from from that standpoint and so i i think this is the week where he takes that next step up above the kenny pickets the desmond ritters that second level that you know isn't really 
that particularly good right now. Right. No, it's good. It, with a good testing day, I mean, you can see him really vault into the stratosphere to the point where teams are trying to trade for him uh, and move up yeah. in the draft and position themselves. So it's going to be something definitely to keep an eye on as we go through this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is correct. Okay. So let's move on to Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. So I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not 100% sure that he's even going to test at the combine because please do. he is please yes do. please do because i want to see it as well but he's coming off of an ankle injury he's got to come back from that make sure he's 100 healed so he may opt out of testing at the combine however like you're saying i need i want to see it as well we've not seen a player of a 6465 that's 210 weight wise that is such a very odd specific uh, weight and height that I, I need to see what kind of speed comes with that because it's a very odd testing ground, I guess. It absolutely is. I mean, you mentioned it six five two ten. He really actually runs like he's on fire, but they're very precise routes. I mean, he's open downfield all the time. I don't think we've seen a guy of this size be such a downfield threat since coming out at least. I mean, I'm not throwing comps on this, but you know, Calvin Johnson, that's kind of his game. I mean, he was huge. Yeah. He made it down the field. And if he could develop into that type of player, even, you know, 80% of what Calvin Johnson is, the mm -hmm. team that drafts him is getting an absolute monster. And if he tests and he does, his official 40 time could launch him into the top five. I mean, it would, would not. It could. It, it, it would have to be, I think, something crazy to do. Because he's floating around the 7-8 range right now. Yeah. So could you see somebody maybe trading up if they think he's like that next level? I could see it. It's definitely yeah. possible in this NFL. Yes. I mean, we've, you know, everything's going to, you know, call it the air raid offense or a adjusted air raid offense. Right. I mean, the, everything's predicated on the deep downfield throw and we see it all the time. We saw it in the super bowl, we saw it with cup in the play or the divisional round. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that type of play can literally bust a game wide open and go. And these teams are all trying to strive for that. Well, his more direct comp is Kenny Galladay, which is Babytron. It's not Megatron, but it's Babytron. Uh, Kenny Galladay, 6'4", 14, 15, something like that um, right now. And that's kind of exactly what Drake London is measuring out at, like, right now as is. So, I, you know, that Kenny Galladay, when he got into the league, he was a very useful player i mean this last season you know notwithstanding the rest of his career has been very helpful for detroit so i guess we'll see we'll see i cannot i, I need to see him test I, I know that there's a chance that he doesn't and i will be very disappointed if he doesn't but as far as going into this week drake london is one of those players you're gonna have to focus on when we're going through and measuring players and their 40 times and all that stuff yeah, as far as wide receiver testing, if he does perform, I think he has the most to gain from a strong showing of all the wide receivers here. I think I think you're correct. Because Traylon Burks, we know. He's big, he's strong, he's tall. I think we kind of know what we're getting there. Garrett Wilson, he's short, crafty route runner. He's going to be like an Odell Beckham type at the high end. Um, further down the line, even Jameson Williams, who will definitely not test because he's um, coming back from the ACL, speedster gonna take the top off of defense um that's kind of what we're looking at when we come with him but drake london he's a 
six five slot receiver. That's a weird one. That's a, that's one that you don't see very often. And being that skinny, I'm not really sure. So if he even weighs in at like two twenty, that's going to be huge. So I guess we'll just see what ends up happening next week. Yeah, he's getting a lot of drawing of the Michael Thomas esque player, which we saw have a ton of success there. I mean, Michael Thomas had the off, you know, him and Peyton stuff. But if he could fill that role for a team, that'd be awesome. And plus, get him on an NFL uh, nutrition diet, and his weight will skyrocket. So I, I'm I excited. I'm very excited for this guy. I agree. So let's move on to the tight end class. So we saw pretty much all of the top tight ends down at the senior bowl, but there was one that was noticeably missing because he's only a junior, and that was Jalen Wiedermeyer from Texas A&M. Um, I, I think the only, the only question I have here is, is he going to be able to show enough at the combine to build back up to one of those top three or top tight end taken in this class, because he wasn't able to show what all those other guys showed. Cause Trey McBride, I think is the leader in the clubhouse so far. And then right under that is Isaiah likely. And then I've even seen in mock drafts that people have been doing just random that Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio state is before Jalen Wiedermeyer and Jalen Wiedermeyer before the season was going he was the number one tight end. So, yeah. I mean, Joe, do you think this could be, I mean, what are you looking for when you come well, to Peter Meyer? Trey McBride um, showed a ton uh, all year and, and at the senior bowl, he looked awesome practices the game. He looked great. Uh, Isaiah likely is just a very interesting, awesome, hu- huge potential player right there. And with Wiedemeyer, I think what you're dealing with right now is a lot of that post hype from the senior bowl you know we got to see these guys recently there's not a whole lot to talk about so they've been in the news cycles quite a bit before the senior bowl a lot of places had Wiedemeyer as their top tight end target and that was you know a month ago so you're starting to see these other names pop up there I mean if he tests strong he could jump right back to the front of the line in my opinion I think I I think I completely agree with that um because going in he was the one that didn't have any question marks like he was just top guy and to see that now like he's not even getting drafted mock drafts I mean it was a five round mock draft I read he wasn't mentioned at all in five rounds and he was the top tight end before the senior bowl but after the senior bowl seems like everybody forgot so (laughs) I think it's I think this will be a good chance for him to wake everybody back up to what he is capable of yeah this is just one of those uh reminders for everyone in fantasy that uh when the news cycle is picking someone up, it's pushing someone else down, and that's a really good opportunity to trade for that person, grab that person, and go from there. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's just the situation we're dealing with here. With a strong test, he'll be back one or two easily. I can agree. All right, let's get on to question number five. We're speeding through these. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, running backs. So I'm a, I would like to talk about James Cook. He was scheduled to be at the senior bowl. He accepted his invite. Well, it turns out like a day before or two days before he decides he's not going to go. He's going to forgo senior bowl and just show up at the combine. My only question is, did was this a big mistake for him? Because I I'm not going to lie. Rashad white, Damian Pierce, like I have them above him now. And I would not have had that had probably had he been there. And definitely before we even saw that we were at the senior bowl, I definitely had them. Um, I had, I had them below him. So Joe, did he hurt himself by not going to the senior bowl? Yes and no. Um, 
with James Cook, the first thing you think of is versatility. Um, when the ball is in his hands, it looks like the rest of the game is moving in slow motion. It's just kind of him running out there. He's very electric. He's a very natural receiver. I don't think anyone in this class is quite to his level of, of just receiving ability. Um, but he appears to avoid contact at any given spot, which with the way he plays, that's what he does. But when I'm looking at a running back, I'm looking for the guy that wants to take on contact and go from there. Now, in college, he was a decent pass protector. Um, but I, I think maybe what happened is him and his agents or his coach or, you know, whoever is guiding him right now, they saw those one-on-one drills um, at the practices and they wanted to keep him out of that scenario. I mean, that's really after Damian Pierce's block in that one-on-one drill, that's, I've heard that mentioned everywhere. I saw it firsthand and I've heard it mentioned a thousand times. I mean, if James Cook's out there and he gets absolutely run over on that practice, um, that could have hurt him more than just not going at all. So I think he's going to let kind of his measurables speak for themselves, get him on the field, check out his 40 time, what he does, his agility tests and everything. And I think that's where they're going on this one. So it's tough to tell right now. I I agree. The only reason that I say that I think that it hurt him um, is because he was in a split workload with Zamir White. And I think Zamir White kind of has, you know, he is lower on the list. And I think he's kind of established himself as that's where he's going to be um, going into this draft process. But I thought James Cook had a chance to had a chance to show above what he was and the combine is the place to show that i'm not trying to make it seem like him skipping out of the senior bowl that was his one chance but i will say i think it it started him a little bit lower like it, it's kind of like running through mud like you're, you're starting yourself off in a bad spot so it's like i don't know why you know unless he was nursing an injury that we didn't know about or he just you know wasn't didn't feel right going into it i you, you'd rather have a non-test than a bad test at the senior bowl i think brian robinson really that kind of really affected him when he did not really show much at the senior bowl and now i kind of have like a bad taste in my mouth with him because that's just it was a bad look when he wasn't very good in that game or in the practices so maybe that's part of the reasoning here and if it is more power to him because that will be a good call and maybe when he gets the combine he will look like the best running back out there who knows maybe he looks better than kenneth walker or something like maybe that's just like the way he measures and the way he tests and stuff maybe that's just something that could possibly happen but i just why not give yourself more chance to talk to nfl teams who are all at the senior bowl most of them are represented more chance to just get a little bit more tape give a little bit more highlight reel just kind of get the feel of the process i I don't know. I just see if you have an opportunity like that, why would you waste it? And well, he also he also has the inside info from his brother, so maybe you know that's a good point. His a name bit. is going to carry him a little bit, right? You know, but you know that's one thing you brought up, Brian Robinson. I mean, those two guys played so deep into the season, and then they had what three weeks before the Senior Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. You know that could have played into the role. Like, hey, I mean, Brian Robinson literally looked fatigued out there. He didn't look like he had any juice left. So maybe that's where they were going with that. Is just you know, don't show it on tape. Just let him relax and come in for the combine. I'll rest it up and ready to rock. So I agree. So as far as the rest of the combine goes, there's, I mean, all a bunch of the players that are on here we haven't even gotten to like look at, pay attention to. So there will be a lot of like players that are people that we weren't really high on maybe somebody's going to show out maybe like is Romeo Dubs going to have the best 40 time because Jamison Williams not being there 
Romeo Dubs was the best at the Senior Bowl, so maybe he, you know, can really improve his stock there. But as far as questions for the combine, that is the five that I have going in. Um, I just have one little comment at the, the end here, um, which I forgot to tell Joe, and that's probably a bad call because of the subject matter. However, I'm just going to drop it on him. So Adam Anderson was a linebacker at Georgia. He was arrested on a rape charge, and he is pen- still pending. But it has been announced that he will be allowed to do his own pro day at Georgia. And I don't really know. like The, the court date hasn't happened yet to prove guilt or innocence here. But he is going to be allowed to work out for NFL teams and I, for all intents and purposes is still able to be drafted. He obviously isn't welcome at the Combine. He was not invited, but he will be able to have his own pro day, which will not be with the rest of the Georgia team members, by the way. It'll be a separate special pro day just for him by himself where NFL teams will get to ask questions, I think, and kind of get a gauge on what they like. But somebody in this situation, Joe, what do you think going in? Is this obviously I would think the first day and a half is probably out but day three is adam anderson somebody that you would draft right now given what i have all just explained to you if i ran an nfl organization absolutely not um you know I, okay I mean, before but and before you even answer he was projected yeah. to be like a top 10 top 15 draft pick he was like yeah. one of the best linebackers in this class but given everything and the circumstances yeah. that's obviously not happened so right someone's gonna take a shot on him and you know it's maybe by draft time the allegations and you know the uh investigation and stuff will have played out at that point or yeah he's out on bail right now yeah um honestly no i mean someone's gonna take a shot on him and i think if you're running an organization you know if you're in the day three picks then it it makes sense to take a shot on talent uh but i mean i think what we're looking at here is now going to be more of a late 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 pick or an undrafted free agent because i think so too you can't drop this at close to this uh yeah right exactly and i mean just the fact that we haven't you know the court case hasn't happened yet so you can't even really you know there's no resolution to go into this with there's no explanation really because Mm -hmm. you can't really talk about an ongoing legal trial to nfl teams because that's probably not in your best interest (laughs) based on what gets leaked out of those conversations by the end of it. But I don't know. I just felt that it needed to be mentioned because it was in the news, I think two weeks ago that he was going to be allowed to do a a special pro day to actually work out for teams and be Mm -hmm. able to answer questions. So I felt that it needed to at least be mentioned um, as we're getting into this combine testing type of mode. Yeah, no, I feel like a lot of NFL organizations just cross his name right off the list right here. I mean, let's let's let someone else have him would be my argument to the team. I would have There's to plenty agree. of linebackers out there. I would have to. I would. I'm going to have to agree completely. Like, I, yeah. I somebody's going to take a chance on him, and if you've got the draft capital to waste on somebody who may not, maybe going to prison, like by all means, go for it. No. So. Anyway, we'll wrap this up with a little ha- like happier mode. So combine it starts March first. That is a weekish from yeah. today. I don't can't do math. Doesn't matter. I don't March even know 1st, how many days there are in February. Isn't that the truth? Twenty eight. Yes, so twenty eight. No, yeah. yeah, sometimes twenty nine. Sometimes we got five days, man. <laughs> yes. So uh, we will be paying attention to the combine. We'll come back next week. We will talk about what has been going on for the first couple of days of the combine, but. Just needed a little, a little primer, Joe. A little, uh, a little 
glaze over the the uh, combine to get everybody prepared and to see what is going into this. Absolutely. And the combine is definitely, uh, it's very interesting to watch because these kids uh, really can move up and down in their draft stock. Just by testing, I always have it on in the background <laughs> on there. I can't tell you that I sit there and watch it all day because it gets pretty repetitive after a while. But it's great to watch the highlights, read the stories about it and all that stuff. Because you do get a lot of news out of this. So when you're in a Devi league, a dynasty league, this is where you can really start to get an edge on your competition. Just by seeing, you know, if you know this guy's like phenomenally fast and he lands on a team as a wide receiver, or a running back too, that needs a fast guy, then you're like, oh, hey. Uh, that guy's getting on my team and that this is where you can really start to separate yourself. So pay attention. Right. And you can follow us at Umbre vendor at OP Joe two E's. Two um, E's. You can follow us on Twitter. We'll be uh, kind of collecting all of the clips and the, the measurements and the things that you are in, you know, important things that you need to know. It'll be all in one place. You just watch our, Twitter timelines, and we will make sure that you know everything that is going to happen. So, for Joe, for myself, for Semi Pro Fantasy, this has been the Dynasty Tailgate. Have a great rest of your day, weekend, or week. Uh-huh.